T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Better Living a show about people and organizations that make an impact around Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm your host, Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for joining us. And this morning, we're going to start off with an organization that's doing incredible work with pets. We're talking about Lost Paws Rescue of Texas. And joining us right now is Yvette Garza. Is it Yvette or Yvette? It's Yvette. Well, Yvette, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and I can't wait to talk to you because I've heard so much about Lost Paws. First of all, Tell us where Lost Paws started and how it began. Sure. Um, you know, I've always been an avid animal lover my mm-hmm. whole life. Um, and, you know, when I was a child, my mother and father were always nervous to walk in my room to see what animal I had brought home. <laughs> <laughs> So as I got older, um, I decided to start a rescue group of my own um, back in May of 2004, um, about 17 years ago. And we started with two dogs, one cat, and $150. Um, And since that time, we've uh, probably adopted over 8,000 animals in our area. That is absolutely amazing. 8,000 homeless dogs and cats. Any other kinds of animals? No, just dogs and cats. I see. And and when you started, at what part of town were you in? And, and tell us a little bit more and, and your re- reception and the reaction when you first began. Well, you know, I started, I was located in Carrollton. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started with a little uh, foster program because okay. we wanted to bring dogs out of shelters. Uh, we started um, really rescuing from local shelters. Um, we love rural areas. You know, that's where mm-hmm. I think most of the animals are in more need. So we'll go out to the rural areas. Um, we also um, help shelters throughout Texas, Louisiana, and Oklahoma. We actually will go out and rescue in those areas. And uh, we're currently working with a rescue in Mexico um, where we're going to be start transporting uh, dogs to Texas and try to find them some homes as well. Um, I think probably about 12 years ago, we started growing, uh, expanding. We started with foster homes. And then I went out and purchased some property in Salina. Okay. Uh, we have five acres out here, and uh, it was funny. My poor realtor, um, she wanted to find me this beautiful home, and all I cared is it had to have a barn. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, sure enough, we found a location and we were able to expand our rescue where uh, now we can have more animals. We still have our foster homes, but now we have like a facility now where we only house um, puppies and moms. Um, So it's been really exciting. You know what's so exciting that you're making such a big difference, especially in the lives of these pets? And I, I mention this because a lot of people consider uh, a lot of pets, their family, they're more than just a pet. They're a member of the family. And the fact that you've been able to rescue quite a few of them, you mentioned them, uh, rescuing them from some shelters. Uh, are there situations, again, you tell us a few stories about if you've seen some strays, like you mentioned in rural areas, because a lot of people don't realize sometimes, you know, dogs get lost or sometimes people just let them out on the side of the road. Yes, yes. And, you know, it's been uh, a difficult uh, couple of years, you know, with the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. Families um, have had to be very careful financially. But like you said, they're part of the family. Um, we have seen, uh, and, and it's so wonderful when we do adoptions and find those perfect homes. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are lonely, mm-hmm. um, that have been isolated, and these animals just bring so much life to them. Um, lost animals. You know, we've rescued out of shelters and brought them into our program, and we end up finding their homes. Uh, they see our animals posted on our website. They've been searching for them, and they find them, and that is so rewarding. We had a family who was traveling through the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, several years ago, and they had an accident. And the aunt, their dog got out of the car, and they couldn't find it. Oh. Well, the dog ended up in the shelter. We ended up walking the shelter, rescued the dog. Um, they reached out, had been watching all the shelters in, in our area. They reached out to us, that's our dog. They drove back from uh, out of state and came to our facility, and it was the most rewarding to see the dog, see his owner, the dog just went crazy and it was just such a rewarding experience. It almost sounds like a movie. I mean, it really does. (laughs) It does. Um, You know, and of course we look for, you know, the adoptable dogs, you know, I always say the beautiful big dogs, beautiful cats, Mm -hmm. the small scruffies, but we also like to specialize in what I call the adoptable imperfects. The dogs are cats that are tripods, uh, missing eyes, limb deformities, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, And you would be amazed how we can find homes for those animals. Senior dogs, um, you know, where uh, we have a senior for senior program. If a senior citizen is looking for a senior dog, we give them a discount just to help get these two together. And then, you know, we talked about the mom and pups. Um, we're dedic- we have a dedicated facility where we house moms and puppies because those are the most vulnerable in the shelter. As you can imagine, you're going to look for a dog, but a mama with seven puppies is not going to be your first choice. Mm-hmm. So they come with us. Uh, we isolate them. We make sure that uh, they're, they're treated. Uh, they have food, nutrition, 
Um, we have four puppy runs is what we call it, and it's constantly full. We have puppies in and out all the time. Um, but that's where we've really made a big difference in our local area is helping with these moms, pregnant moms, and puppies. You know what's amazing? And by the way, we're talking with Yvette Garza. She is the founder of Lost Paws Rescue of Texas, and they help put families together with uh, homeless dogs and cats. And you've been doing this since 2004. I, I, I find it so amazing and so rewarding what you're doing because I'm going to bring up the pandemic in particular. A lot of people found themselves working at home, and unfortunately, uh, a lot of people weren't used to being around their families that often, and it was a lot of friction in households. But I also heard about, and I know my family in particular, the pets made all the difference in the world. It's like if you're cooped up at home and you have a dog or a cat, and we have both, you're able to, the, the pets get the love and the pets are there to love you. Did you find a lot of situations this past calendar year and a half where, you know, you were able to unite some people with some pets that they actually found out they needed? Absolutely. And I always tell people, you know, we change people's lives through animals. Mm -hmm. That's our motto. And uh, in the pandemic, we have never seen such a huge impact of adoptions um, where we had waiting list of people looking for dogs and cats to fill their homes, which was a wonderful problem to have. Um, and, you know, it's just amazing. We still, even during the pandemic, you know, would schedule adoption events. Of course, we did the social distancing mm-hmm. um, um, and met, families, you know, separate at different locations so they could meet the pets and adopt. Um, and, you know, we have a great partnership with PetSmart where they allow us to come every Saturday uh, in two different locations at the South Lake in Frisco where families can come get our available animals and see if they're a good fit for them. Um, we have them fill out applications so that we can, because we know the animals, we mm-hmm. know their behavior, um, and we can actually match the family with a perfect dog. And that's what we try to do. So tell us how it is when you are able to get the dogs, because, you know, a lot of dogs, especially if you find them being stray, they're scared. And so they're very defensive and they may bark, they may growl. How are you able to coax the dogs into uh, knowing that you're there to help them? And then talk about how you kind of help rehabilitate their personalities. Absolutely. You know, the first thing is we rescue from local shelters. um, And then what we will do is um, take them to our veterinarians because we want to make sure that we take good care of them um, and uh, take care of any medical conditions. Mm -hmm. So we have been really blessed to have some great veterinarians who work with us, um, and they will actually take our animals in. We give them shots, do heartworm tests, spay and neuters, um, and they treat our animals just like they're paying clients. Uh, nice. And I think that is just a one. And I always tell people, if you're looking for a great veterinarian, please look at our list of veterinarians on our website. They're given their time, efforts, to take care of animals in our community. And that just shows you what kind of veterinarian they are. 
Um, after we do all the medical, make sure that they're healthy, then we bring them into a foster home uh, where we actually spend time with them. Um, we work with them. We show them that trust. They become part of our family. Um, right now in my office, I have a puppy that we're working on house training, and I have a senior Yorkie who uh, has oh. some behavior issues. So she's joining us right now. You just don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. That's called authenticity. <laughs> so, you know, we do try, because when we try to match that perfect dog with the new family, we have to know everything about them, their behavior. Um, what is a good home for them? Is it a family with a lot of children because the dog is active? Or is it a puppy that needs a more senior citizen that all right. they want to do is sit in your lap? Mm-hmm. So we really work hard to try to find what is the best uh, home for them. And we the animals stay with us until we find them that home. So there is no time frame. They stay with us until we do. And we do. We find them homes. That is fantastic. So what's the largest number of animals, dogs and cats, that you've had all at once? And I know that you can handle it all, but I just want to paint a picture because I'm so impressed with what you're doing. Well, on the average, we usually average about 60 dogs in our program at Woo! one time, and we usually have about 30 cats in our program. So we have a huge cat program as well. Um, now, we can't do this all by ourselves, and I want to give a shout-out to sure. all of our volunteers who donate their time and talents to Lost Paws because nobody in Lost Paws gets paid. Wow. Everybody does this for free. So they're giving up their Saturdays to help at adoption events. Uh, Every Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock in the morning, we are bathing 30 dogs for two adoption events. So I've got volunteers (laughs) who come and bathe. We blow dry. We (laughs) amazing. trimming. You're pampering the pets. Yes. They have to smell just as good as we are when we go to the adoption events. Yes. Very nice. This you know, is, and, this is go, go ahead, go ahead. And, you know, just because of the bathing, is, you know, we also have volunteers who do transport, so they're going to be transporting these animals to our adoption events. Um, they also help transport to the veterinarians. Um, I've even got people who do social media, because I'm a little older, and social media is not my uh, forte. Mm-hmm, I hear you. <laughs> So I've got That's why you have younger people. Here. You call them tech support. <laughs> they will take care of it for you. Exactly. <laughs> I have them programmed my personal phone. <laughs> there you go. You've got to. It's like they know the language. They do it every day. Let them do what they do best, and they're an asset. They become an asset to you. Oh, I love my younger volunteers. They're just and they keep you going. Yes, you know, they, they do. Give you the spirit to just continue, um, and. I love our community service people, too, that come out who volunteer that say, even that Dini pooper scooping done, I'm mm-hmm. here. Um, can I play with the dogs? Can I sit in the cage with a shy one and work with them? So we can't do this without our volunteers, and we have been really blessed to have quite a few. That is fantastic. Now, we've been talking mostly about the dogs. Let's talk about the cats. 
how do you get the cats up to speed? And I know sometimes cats can be shy and sometimes cats can be, you know, they're territorial. It seems I could be wrong. It seems like a lot of cats that I've come across, it's like you've got to get to know them. They will they might let you get to know them. <laughs> well, I've had wonderful uh, individual who runs our cat program. She's been doing it. We've been partners in this organization for uh, the 14 years since it's been running. Uh, So she is the expert at CATS. She has a great group of fosters who've been doing this for years, so they work together. And they go out to the shelters. They have great relationships with the shelters and uh, help select the correct, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, number of the cats that are available so that we can make a difference there as well. Um, we have a very good adoption ratio with our cat program, um, and they just take the time. They also groom their cats. The cats get bathed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, they have their little bandanas, and they look beautiful at our adoption events as well. So, and they're just as committed. They're at adoption events every Saturday as well. So my dog and cat get along fine. What about some of the dogs and cats at the facility? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you. And again, we do test them. We have to make sure because Mm -hmm. that's the first question most families ask. Does the dog get along with cats? Does the cats like dogs? So we actually will uh, interact with them. Most of our foster homes have both cats and dogs. Um, And we will run into areas where there are some cats that do not want to tolerate other animals. Mm -hmm. They just want the home for themselves. Same thing with some dogs. They just want to be an individual, and they want that family all to themselves. And we work hard to try to find them homes. You know what's so interesting is the fact that you're there and so many people are helping you. For those who are just joining us, we're talking to, to the great Yvette Garza. I say great because you founded Lost Paws Rescue of Texas, and you guys are doing so much outstanding work. I wanted to make sure that all of our listeners have been able to have a chance to hear your story. Can you talk about how tough it might be to say goodbye to some of the ones that you actually had there for a longer than others or are you are you just so grateful that someone you know accepted another dog or a cat that you had for a while is it tough for you personally because i know you love these animals oh and you know they touch your heart i think especially the ones that we have to do the rehabilitation on or the very sick ones that have spent months with us uh recuperating but I always tell people, we are the ones that get to select the home they go to and to see the families. It is amazing. To this day, during the holidays, we receive postcards, pictures, updates from dogs we've adopted over, you know, 10, 11 years ago. Um, So we still keep in touch with a lot of our adopters. Uh, They're big supporters of us. And matter of fact, they come back. If they okay. like some of the dogs that, and cats that they adopt from us, last weekend we had two previous adopters that uh, wanted to add to their family and came back to us. Is there a lot of word of mouth, people telling their friends or telling their other family members, this is where you need to go, go to Lost Paws, the animals that they have are so wonderful? 
Absolutely. Um, you know, and I always tell people that we, you have to know your business. You have to know your animals. Do the right thing. Take care of the animals. Do the best you can. Um, take care of them uh, with all the medical support that we have. Put them in a good foster home. Uh, and then, of course, matching them to the correct families. Um, and that's the key here. Um do the right thing, I think, is what I would suggest. Mm-hmm. So so tell us, walk us through it like a typical adoption, so to speak, or when you when they take home one of the homeless animals, they come up to see you or they, they email you, and then just kind of walk us through, like if someone wanted to reach out to you, what would they need to do, and then go through like that, what that process that would be like and what the end result would be like. Absolutely. Well, you know, the first thing we do is after they're ready, they've uh, been through the veterinarian, we have a great volunteer who comes out and she takes photos of the dogs and cats. Okay. And we put bandanas on them. I mean, you have to look at some of the pictures. You're going to laugh, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) But we put those on our website. And of course, we just get Tons of emails looking and are very interested. So we ask them to fill out an application so that we can make sure we're matching the right families to the animal. We select a family that we think would be perfect for them. Uh, We send them an email and ask what we call a meet and greet uh, and invite them to the PetSmart store to come and meet the animal. Uh, Once they do that, they'll come on Saturdays, usually at PetSmart. We'll have the animal there. Um, They're able to spend some time with them. They'll walk around the store, bring their family members, also bring their other animals to meet them. Oh, yeah. Um, And if there's a good fit and they feel comfortable doing that, then we can do the actual adoption there. And uh, we provide all of the medical records so they know exactly what's been done on the animal. The foster family is usually there to answer any questions. And then we, it doesn't end there. We follow up in two to three weeks to see how are they doing. Is there any questions? And, of course, we always encourage them to reach out if they do have any questions prior to that. So that's how we build the relationship with our adopters. That is fantastic. Um, I think I heard the Yorkie in the background. What's the little Yorkie's name? (laughs) Her name is Maggie. (laughs) (laughs) She sounds like a cutie. She is. <laughs> well, let's continue on. This this process, I know it takes some time and you guys love what you're doing. Is there a busier time of the year than others? I've heard that the Christmas holidays are usually kind of busy because a lot of people want to add a pet to their lives or they, they want to do something for the holidays for the kids. Am I wrong or is it the summertime? No, you're exactly right. It's always going to be around the holidays. Uh, they want to bring a new pet into their family and uh, bring some joy to the children. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are really busy. And it starts around Thanksgiving, and it ends probably the end of January. So believe it or not, the beginning of the year is also very busy. Mm-hmm. The the slow time is during the summers, um, and it's because families are going on vacation. They finally, uh, kids are out of school, so they're able to spend time and travel. So that's going to be the slower time for our adoption areas. Do you find that in the summertime is when you get more homeless dogs, when you have the opportunity to make the rounds a little bit more? 
Yes, absolutely. Um, and that's, you know, and we always try to plan for that to make sure that we have additional fosters, um, additional space that we can fill and put more animals in so that we will be ready to find them homes, you know, when it does start getting busier. So that's uh, that's challenging. Um, but we try to budget and make mm-hmm. sure that we are ready to take care of those animals. You mentioned the challenge. I've got to ask you this question because I asked it to a lot of our guests. It was February of 2021 when the great freeze of Texas happened, when everybody's pipes were bursting. And it was like <laughs> a week of freezing temperatures. How did that affect you guys and how were you able to survive it? Oh, let me tell you, boy, was I that love a, to a hear the war stories. Shock. Yeah, <laughs> it was a shock. Well, the good news, we knew it was coming, but we didn't know it would last that long, um, especially out at the farm. Um, the good thing was we did not lose any power. Because you can imagine we had oh, yeah. our puppy barn full of puppies and mamas, and we have to make sure that they stay warm. So we were really blessed to have our electricity going. Um, but our water froze because our pipes, I guess, weren't buried deep, deep enough. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Chris, if you've ever, ever carried buckets of water to the animals. Oh, my. Oh, ooh, we were talking heavy and trying to get through all the ice and snow to get to the animals. Because even on my location, we have dogs and cats, but we also have donkeys and chickens. My goodness, it is a real farm. It's a real ranch. (laughs) It's a farm. And so trying to get out there to make sure, especially like the donkeys, they Mm -hmm. drink a lot of water. So we were trying to get as much water out there to the animals and making sure everything stayed up and running and everybody had heat and we were really lucky to make it through that. That's amazing. Again, everybody's got a story. Cause I mean, if, if every, anybody was in Texas that week, it was like, Oh my goodness, the most amazing things were happening. And it was like, it was the art of survival. So I give you props on, on uh, <laughs> making it through that, that tough situation. At the same time, I want to remind everybody again, that lost pause rescue of Texas serves North Texas. I'm talking Dallas, Tarrant, Collin, and Denton counties, and you you mentioned at the top of the show that you've expanded. Talk about how the expansion is going and how you were able to pull that off. Well, you know, of course, we're always looking to help other animals. So, um, you know, we started with Oklahoma, some of the local area. We go to Ardmore to mm-hmm. help with some of the animals out there. Um, we also like to go outside the rural areas. So um, we're working with Abilene. We're working with Amarillo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a great transport system that will bring animals to us. We currently are working with Mission, Texas, South Texas. That's way down there. There, again, group of volunteers who will do transport to bring these animals up here to give them a better opportunity. And then, of course, we all go on vacation, and I always make a point to do that every year, go on vacation. And my favorite place is... On Mexico, I want to be on the beach. I right. want to enjoy the mm-hmm. weather. 
Well, of course, being with Animal Rescue, we have to stop at the local rescue areas. <laughs> uh, yes. And, I, and of course, I it's in your blood. Wonderful people. It's in it's your blood. In your blood. Yep. <laughs> And I met uh, Mazatlan Animal Rescue there, and they were talking about looking for a partner in Texas. So we started partnering with them. And matter of fact, today we have a transport of six dogs coming from uh, Mazatlan, Mexico today. So they'll be in Salina later this afternoon. That is fantastic. So Again, I am so proud to have a chance to talk to you and share your story to everybody who's listening. For anybody who wants to either volunteer, partner, or actually adopt a pet, how do they reach you? Okay, they can go on our website at uh, lostpawsrescueoftexas.org. Uh, and, of course, Texas is spelled out. Uh, we have volunteers forms there. They'll have a list of our animals, um, or they can email us at lostpawsrescueoftexas at yahoo.com. And we would love to hear from everyone. You know, I, I really like your website. It is so easy to, like, you know, navigate and go to the different pages, and it's all scripted out where you can see things and get the nice pictures. Who helped you with your website? Because they did a really good job. We have a professional lady who helped us, Very and good. Uh, she maintains it for me, because as you can imagine, we're busy taking care of animals, mm-hmm. so uh, she will go in, put, add updates. Hopefully, we can add this on there as well, so yes, you our can. Uh, you know, people that are interested can come and listen to this broadcast. Oh, yeah. Anything to help out. And again, we cannot thank you enough for joining us. We've got to get you back on the show again real soon so we can get an update. Will that work? That would be wonderful. Thank you, Chris, for your time. Oh, yes. And have a very nice holiday season. Is there anything special going on other than the fact you're going to be a little bit busier? Anything you want to let everybody know about uh, with Lost Paws over the next few months? Yes, you know, uh, especially during the holidays, mm-hmm. you know, we um, we do a lot of fundraising, so please go to our website. Uh, you know, we're not, we don't have any state funding. We depend on grants, fundraising, and faithful supporters to survive. Uh, we're always looking for cleaning supplies, because you can imagine, oh, there's yeah. a lot of stuff to clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so laundry detergent, uh, paper towels. Um, we also have wish list on Walmart, Chewy, Amazon, um, and anybody that's working full-time. There's a lot of matching donations. What a great time during this year to make a donation um, before the end of the year. That is fantastic. Hey, Yvette, again, thanks for joining us, and we will have you on a real soon because people love to keep up with all of the great work that Lost Paws Rescue of Texas is doing with all of the pets out there, the dogs and the cats. Thank you again. Thank you. We're now visiting with Kimberly Esparza. She is the communications coordinator of Uplift Education. Uplift Education is a free public charter school network with 45 primary, middle, and high schools in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And, Kim, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. We're excited to share about Uplift Education. Yes, as a matter of fact, can you tell us more about Uplift? Because a lot of people have heard of charter schools, but I think you guys have something special going on. 
Of course. We're the largest public charter school network in North Texas, and we've been around for over 25 years. Um, we serve about 22,000 students at 45 schools across the Metroplex, and we provide free college preparatory education for all students that attend Uplift. So our schools have received national recognition, and 100% of our graduates have been accepted to college for the past 19 years. You and are again, kidding me. Wait a minute. Yes, are you saying are 100%? That's impressive. Yes, yes, it is. And, and we, you know, we're very proud of that number. Okay, so it's a free charter school. How are you able to do all of these things and it's free? Yes, of course. So we're a public school just like any other school. Okay. But we do have a road to college and career program integrated in our school. Um, that's like any other. We only we basically put our students on the road to success for future, mm-hmm. and then we ride along with them every mile, every step of the way. So from you know learning about college, you know from primary or kinder, all the way until when they're applying to college, and then when they get into college, we still follow them and we help them throughout their college process, and then we even help them try to find a career. So we are very, very much connected and integrated with our students, and families throughout the whole college and career process. Now, tell us how Uplift is different from some of the other schools that are charter schools or or public programs and and what makes Uplift so unique. Yeah, of course. So we are very proud to partner with our parents. We believe our parents are our partners. We believe that they have a voice. We listen to them and, and try to really provide what is needed for their child to succeed. Uh, We also like to have personalized learning so that way, you know, we meet the child wherever they're at to make sure that they're able to attain those goals and succeed in the future. And also a really good thing is that we have global and world-focused academics. We use the prestigious International Baccalaureate Program, and we're the largest IB network in Texas. So we're very, very much focused on academics, but we also want to focus on, you know, our kids' social and emotional health. That's very important to us. So we have licensed social behavior counselors at every school, as well as daily lessons and activities in the classroom that help students grow. I am so glad you brought that up, Kim, about the uh, uh, social behaviors, because nowadays it's more of a challenge, especially with social media. And I'm not going to, I I do want to spend a little time on this because you're the perfect person to talk to about this. (laughs) I've noticed that, you know, Kids have a little bit more things that they're challenged with because unlike when we were growing up, when there wasn't, you know, a lot of social media, I mean, they're like being bullied with people they don't even know. It's like it can be rough out there is what I'm saying. And I know you've got people who can help and especially with mental awareness and mental health. Well, mental, mental health is what I'm trying to say. Yes, of course. You know, we have a whole department here um, that focuses on social behavioral and we have counselors, like I said, at every school. Um, and we not only just offer this service to our students, but we now offer free family therapy oh, um, nice. to ensure that we're being able to meet everyone's needs and be able to support our students and our families along that journey. We know that it could be a difficult time, um, you know, with social media and everything that keeps growing. But we are here to support them, and and we have all that aligned here at our schools. You know, it's also great is that you guys have so many different locations, but you know, during this past year and a half of the pandemic, everyone has had to make a different pivot. Pivot seems to be the word because it best yes, describes yes, absolutely. Yeah, how everybody had to adjust their businesses, just their schooling, a lot of virtual learning. Can you talk about how Uplift had to 
I guess, have established a new normal and how you guys were able to, uh, you know, reach out and continue your programs and, and working with the kids uh, during the pandemic? Of course. So, you know, we did our best to meet our students and families' needs wherever they were whenever, you know, the pandemic happened. We have offered, um, you know, we provided computers for our children to continue to learn at home. We provided food, um, you know, food pantry items and things like that for our families. And then we continue to offer COVID testing as well as COVID vaccines now at our campuses. And one cool thing that I just, um, you know, we just learned about is, you know, the vaccine has now been approved for children in age five through 11, um, a specific dose for them. So we will be offering that to our families and as well as in our one of our upcoming events that I'm excited to share about. That's so important. You mentioned the event you're excited to share about. Let's go ahead and talk about Discover Uplift Day. That's coming up uh, in the next weekend or so. Can you talk about that? On November the 13th, as a matter of fact, can you talk about what's going to be going on with Discover Uplift Day? Yes. Yeah, so we're super excited to have Discover Uplift Day on November 13th. It's a chance for, you know, families who are interested in Uplift to come learn all that Uplift education has to offer their child. And, you know, if it's a place that you're looking for, you know, you're looking for caring teachers, customized learning plans, safe schools, and and just overall an, a great experience for your child, you know, we encourage you to come visit, you know, Discover Uplift Day. We'll have the opportunity for, for families to meet teachers and administrators, um, tour the school, learn about clubs and extracurricular activities, meet after-school providers, and access community resources. We're going to have so much there mm-hmm. for families to really get to know us and really see if this is the best fit school for their child. You know what? I love the way you break down what Uplift has to offer. Can you talk about how you got involved with Uplift Education? Because you seem like a perfect spokesperson for it. What's <laughs> your course. story? So, yeah, so I've been working here at Uplift for over six years, and I love it. I I really you know focus on the mission and, and providing that for the kids and making sure that, you know, whether they want to continue their education in higher education or if they want to choose a career, that's something that we offer. And I, I think I just, I really love that because I know that it's definitely a need in our community to be able to continue mm-hmm. to offer these resources for families and children. And when you first got involved, did you think that you'd be there this many years? Because sometimes when people take a job, it's a job, but sometimes it develops into the career they've always wanted to have. Is that what's happened with you? Yes, of course. So, you know, I was a first-generation college student like many of our um, students here at Uplift. And so I think I just really connect with their stories. And with time passed, I really found that this is exactly what my calling was. And being able to provide that here at this organization with Uplift is just a great experience overall. Can you talk about, did you grow up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? Yes, I did. I absolutely did. I'm a Dallas native. Oh, nice. See, I I like to personalize this because, like you said, first-generation college graduate, and, uh, you know, it's like your your family is so proud of you and how I would like people to know a little bit more about you because it kind of personalized your message. Can you can you talk about the way you grew up and what you've learned and how education is so important to you and your family? Yes, of course. So, you know, education was always a top priority for my family and being a first generation college student, you know, it's hard to know where to go and what to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wish I had the support that Uplift provides to every scholar. You know, unfortunately, that's not something that I had, but I did find my way. 
And coming here and seeing that was really just a big eye opener to know that there are people out there that are willing to help, you know, find you scholarships, find, you know, the best fit college for you, not yeah. just any college that accepts you. And so my, my story continues that way, you know, I found a college for me and fortunately it was the best fit college for me. So I loved it. Um, you know, I'm a UTSA graduate to so go runners. I love that. And mm -hmm. then, you know, I found my way to uplift in my career and that's why it just speaks so loudly to me. And, and also to my family, you know, they're, like you said, they're very proud that, you know, I work here, but also that I'm able to provide that. And also, you know, I invite my own family to come and attend Uplift and, you know, my cousins and my sisters to bring their children. Nice. Because it's just a great fit um, for our family. We're talking with Kim Esparza. She's the communications coordinator at Uplift Education. And, and Kim, I like your story because, again, it validates what your work is all about. And I think for a lot of parents, you know, you want your kids to have the best opportunity that they can. And sometimes, you know, like you said, private schools, they're expensive and you may not be able to have that in your family budget. And public schools, unfortunately, sometimes there's so many students and the teachers can't give the one-on-one -on -one help that they'd like to give. Or let's say there's some distractions going on and sometimes you know, there's situations where all the kids aren't on the same page. So it's nice that you have a, um, an organization, a group yeah. of, of campuses like Uplift Education. Can you talk about some of those differences as well? Because I think it's such an important factor. Yeah, of course. So, you know, we have various campuses across the Metroplex. You know, we have in Dallas, we have in Fort Worth. Like I said, we have 45 schools and they're all free college preparatory education schools. And you know, we start teaching kids about college, you know, from pre-K all mm -hmm. the way till they are in 12th grade to see if that's what best fits them. And, you know, we focus on college and career, but we also provide personalized learning that will allow our kids to explore and find what best fits for them, whether that's, you know, a military option or a career starting off that right after college. We help fit whatever needs their needs um, and whatever, you know, their parents see also that might be great for them. So we love to have that connection and that support so that we understand, you know, the family in total and not just, you know, the parent or the scholar. We want to understand them completely and be able to uh, help them reach their all, all of their goals. That is so awesome. Is there such thing as, okay, uh, I don't know if our kids have the, the, the best grades or, or maybe our kid is too old. He's, he's going into the ninth grade. Is it too late? Can you for anybody who's just hearing this conversation and they're curious, they're like, oh, I'd love for my kid to go to Uplift Education, public charter school, but I just don't know if we are a good fit. Could you talk about what's the earliest, what's the latest? Is there a, a, a grade requirement? Um, do they have to have a certain number of tests? What would it take? Of course. You know, this is a great thing. It's a great question to ask, really, because we have this a lot. And it's never too late to start, you know, your journey on wherever you want to head to and we're here to support you. And, um, you know, our schools are free and we work in a lottery-based system. So the way okay. that works is you apply. You don't need specific grades. You don't need to have, you know, this great history or improvement. We just want you to apply and we work a lottery. So the way that works is, you know, it's, it's just a random lottery where we pull mm -hmm. names. We want everybody to have the same opportunity to attend an uplift school, and we want everybody to be able to attend an uplift school. So, you know, we ch we choose those names in a random way. We don't check grades, and then if you get selected, you're entered into an uplift school, and we begin to help you 
you know, achieve your dreams and make sure that you succeed along the way. I know there's a lot of success stories. Can you can you tell us maybe one or two about different kids that have gone through the programs, gone through the school, and, and maybe have gotten a, a scholarship in college and, and been successful in their careers? I know you, you've been there six years. I know there's a couple that just make you smile. Of course. You know, we have so many, and, and you know, I don't have the specific names in mind, but I will say that all of our kids are special, and they all – you know, work hard to achieve their dreams. And we have a great, great ending to our school year called Senior Decision Day, where our kids get to announce what school um, they have chosen or Mm -hmm. what career or what military branch have chosen to continue in. So it's always a special moment to see them, you know, be so excited to express where they're going to be headed to in the future and what their future is going to look like. Um, you know, we've had so many stories where we have so many alumni come back. We have a great alumni team here that, like I said, helps support them through college. So we've heard stories of, you know, some of our kids starting companies, you know, Fortune 500 companies, some mm-hmm. of our kids, you know, joining those Fortune 500 companies. Um, and then some of them going on and just coming back and saying, hey, you know, I'm looking for a job in, you know, engineering. And we turn around and say, great, let us help you find one. And we help them get to that job and that position that they want. And so it's just amazing to hear all these stories. Like I said, we have so many, um, but it's just a special moment every time they come back and share that with us. It's so strong that they come back. You know, when a lot of people come to homecoming games in regular high schools or different, you know, private schools or whatever, it's always a great, oh, everybody's back. I can't believe it. But it yes. seems like with Uplift Education, it's even more special, especially since you've you've been around since, what, 1996. Can you talk about how it all started? I'm not sure if you know that much of the history, but it seems like it's a great story because you've got like 45 primary, middle, and high schools now in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Of course. So we started with one school in Irving, Texas, and we continue to grow from there. We just we saw the need in our communities. We saw the need in in, in the communities that we serve, and we just continue to grow to be able to provide that to to everyone that, that is interested in, in receiving this type of education. We know that, you know, there's not one, you know, side fits all education. There's mm-hmm. different types of options, and so we wanted to be able to be providing one of those options for the families that, that you know, feel like this fits their child best. On the business side of it, do you have partners that help, you know, keep it funded and, and help things grow because, you know, it's one thing that it's a great education opportunity. It's another thing that it's free public charter school. Yeah, of course. So we're, we're just like any other school, you know, with the same guidelines of the state of Texas, mm-hmm. um, you know, and all that. And we definitely do have partners, uh, but we also have partners that want to help our children grow and succeed. So in our road to college and career team, we have partners that we partner up with that our kids go out and explore um, those jobs and they get to really see what the job entails and see if that's something that they would actually want for their future. And so we have so many partners that help us, you know, with that as well as, you know, providing support after school care um, as well as, you know, anything that comes for our families, food pantries and things like that. So we have so many partners across, that really just believe in our mission and help us support our families and our students. You mentioned the pantries. Can you talk a little bit about how the after-school care programs in the pantries work? Because a lot of people, like you said, they actually need those things, and then they don't like to talk about it, but you guys have that available. 
Yeah, of course. So, you know, we offer after school programs, just depends on what school you go to and what after school program we offer at that school. But we do have that available for families um, that would like to sign up. And then for the food pantries, we have Uplift Saturdays, which is every third Saturday of the month where we have our families go out to our food pantry um, that we have in partnership with a partner um, to pick up, you know, all types of uh, pantry needs and food mm-hmm. um, that are for them. And we also do, uh, you know, a pantry drive during Thanksgiving and things like that. So we want to make sure that we're providing and meeting the needs of our families um, with whatever it is that they need. They can always come to us for that. Are there any after school programs for the kids? In other words, maybe doing things for the community or maybe some sports or uh, traditional like you would see in other schools, public schools or private schools? Yeah, of course. We still have sports. We might not have the Friday Night Lights, but we have a great, <laughs> great program here, you know, and yeah. and we, we understand, you know, kids love sports and, and so do we. We love seeing the success of them. So, you know, we have soccer, we have track, we have basketball, we have flag football. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have various sports at different campuses. It just depends on what school you go to, what sport they offer, but we do have that and we do compete just like any other school does and and, you know, we've, we've gotten a lot of recognition, and even some of our kids have gotten signed off and gone to college for sports. That is, like I said, that's very impressive because literally Uplift Education has basically everything you would need. It's a free public charter school network with 45 campuses all over the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And, again, let's remind everybody what's coming up on November the 13th. It's Discover Uplift Day. Everybody's invited. You can bring all the kids. You can bring everybody, your aunts, uncles, everybody, right? Yes. Come and get to know us at Uplift Discovery Day on November 13th. And it's going to be basically just about almost all of our Uplift schools across the network will be participating. We'll have two different designated times to allow families to visit multiple schools. Maybe there's two schools in your area and you're not sure which one to choose from. Right. So we have different times for you to visit whichever school um, you are interested in and would like to learn from. And we're going to have so many awesome things there for, for you to really get to know us. And um, like I said, we're also going to be giving the COVID vaccines for children 5 through 11. And the best part of it all is that Uplift is currently accepting applications for the 2022-2023 school year for pre-K to 12th grade. So we really hope to see you at Discover Uplift Day. And if you would like to apply that day, you can. Or if you just want to come get to know us, that's awesome as well. It is so fantastic. Can you give us some information where people can um, find you online or find out more information, reach out whether they want to be a partner, whether they want to be a volunteer, whether they want to try to get their kids in the lottery to get a chance to be, you know, a part of Uplift Education in the schools. Yes, of course. You can visit our webpage at upliftseducation.org forward slash preview to learn more and to really find out what Uplift is all about and join us at Uplift Discovery Day. Kimberly, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Yes, I'm so grateful for our guests we've had on this morning, Yvette Garza from the Lost Paws Rescue of Texas and Kimberly Esparza, the Communications Coordinator of Uplift Education, Education and Pets. I cannot say enough about both, but I will. When we had Yvette on a little early this morning, I, I, I was so excited because literally, I don't know about everybody in our listening audience, but during this pandemic, The pets have saved a lot of households from being at each other's throats. It really has. I mean, during the pandemic, a lot of people were working from home. Kids were learning from home virtually. And if you had pets in the house, 
they got more love than they've ever received ever. And sometimes because you couldn't go everywhere you needed to go, the pets got the attention. The pets had a chance to uh, show you that they knew some things. You could teach them a few new tricks or whatever. You could add pets to your household. I know some um, elderly couples, some people who were seniors, that during the pandemic they couldn't get out about it the way they, they normally would. And they had pets, and those pets helped them through their days, helped them through you know more than just watching some TV, binge-watching uh, television shows, or because you couldn't go to the movies like you normally would. And you couldn't go to the malls. You couldn't go for the same walks that you used to. So I can't thank Yvette Garza enough again for her rescue efforts with the Lost Paws Rescue of Texas program. That's at lostpawsrescueoftexas.org. If you want to find a pet that you would love to adopt, if you'd like to be one of the volunteers, if you need more information, they've got it all right there. And they are another organization that's just kind of under the radar that we like to highlight. We love showcasing different groups around the Dallas-Fort Worth area, the North Texas area, who are doing things that are so impactful in this area. And Lost Paws Rescue is just one of them. Again, (laughs) my household alone. We've got a dog named Hero. We've got a cat named Lux. We've got a bearded dragon named Flash. And they all get along. We also have a rabbit. I can't leave out the rabbit. A rabbit named Atachi. These four pets all get along. And my house is a nice, comfortable home. I do all the things I need to do. My wife does all the things she needs to do working from home. The kids all get along anyway. But the pets are the glue that bind us all together, and I cannot say it enough. Meanwhile, Kimberly Esparza in Uplift Education, when we had her on, I think it's so important about education, changing lives of kids, Uplift Education, a free public charter school, 45 primary, middle, and high school classes in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I mean, it's an exceptional program, and there's something to be said about education in the 21st century because the world has become a global village. And as you know, if you're over the age of 40, (laughs) it's all about technology. You know, everything's changing. And because everything's changing, all of our kids have to be educated with the latest. In fact, our kids are more up to speed than we are on so many things because they are the tech support. Yes, Everybody's got different forms of social media that they're in on or that they like to indulge in or they like to pursue. Anybody over the age of 40 is mostly Facebook or Twitter. Anybody under the age of 40, it's Snapchat and it's uh, TikTok, although TikTok covers a lot of ground. Bottom line is this. There are so many jobs in the workforce that are tech-related, and our kids have to be educated on that level. When I go to a lot of different speaking engagements, I talk to kids about what's going on in their lives. They're all on their tablets. They're all learning through portals, not just virtually in classrooms, but they're all getting their emails, their class assignments, all through portals. And I always ask the teachers the logical question of, can these kids write in cursive? I get you not. Can kids nowadays write in cursive? Very few can because they type, because everything they do 
is on a computer or involves some to- some sort of technology. So, you know, back in the day, you had a lot of vocational education programs, you know, shop. Oh, yeah, in high school, they had the shop. You go to shop, take shop classes, or you would take home ec, or you would take the different classes that were more specific for vocations. I think we need to bring a lot of that back. And I think we need to bring a lot of it back because technology is worldwide. And the jobs that our kids are going to pursue are worldwide positions. And right now we're in a gig economy. Yes, the the way people make ends meet is, especially under the age of 30, is a lot of part-time jobs. Now, some of it, they want it that way. Some of it, they have to pursue it that way because why? Well, it turns out a lot of baby boomers and Gen X adults aren't retiring. They enjoy their jobs. They enjoy what they do. So there's a lot of kids who graduate from college. They had been told, well, you get your degree and you'll get an instant six-figure job. That's not happening no more. Those jobs are not as available because baby boomers and Gen Z, or excuse me, Gen X, they're not giving up those jobs. And also some of the jobs are becoming more technical. You know, they're, the, the computers are doing those jobs. There's, there's a lot of, you know, things that are done that people aren't necessarily to do. So with that being said, there's a lot of gig jobs, and that's how a lot of kids make ends meet. I say kids, anybody under the age of 30, um, they're – pursuing it that way because they also want to have an interesting lifestyle. They want to do more than just nine to five grind or work at the plant or work at the factory. They want to have more than a job. They want to have an interesting career. And um, part of it is because they see more things. They're not just part of their local community because of technology, because of social media, because of how they consume their entertainment and how they consume their education. They see the world and they want to visit the world or they want to have an interesting career. They want to have the flexibility where they can do a lot of different things and not be tied down to a grind. So it's almost like a, a YOLO mentality. You only live once. And we've got to keep that in mind as we educate those who want to be educated. And you got to remember that a lot of these schools that are out there, they're evolving. They're making the pivot. And it's also very important when we have different educational programs on this particular program, Better Living, it allows you the opportunity to choose and find out what's there. And that's why I enjoy doing this so much. You find out not only what's available, you find out the opportunities, you find out how different groups and organizations are making impacts all over North Texas, whether it's, like I said, it's the dog and cat rescue, which we had earlier today with the um, Lost Paws. That's right, the Lost Paws Rescue of Texas.org. Be sure to check them out. And again, Uplift Education. I can't say enough about that particular organization as well because they're doing so many things for all of our kids. And again, if you missed it earlier in the program, they're having a Discover Uplift Day on November 13th. That's from 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at all the different campuses where you might be able to have your kids get involved 
meet the teachers and administrators, tour the campus, learn about clubs and extracurriculars, meet after-school providers, access community resources, and, of course, enjoy the snacks and drinks. And it's for all members of the family. You can bring your other kids. You can bring, you know, the aunts and uncles. They want to meet everybody so that everybody can see what the opportunity is. Again, they have a 100% graduation off-to-college ratio. That's right. All of the kids that go to Uplift Education have received a college education. A hundred percent acceptance to college. That is so rare, and that's why we wanted to highlight this particular organization. But we do that with all of our organizations. That's what's so exciting about this program, and that's why I love doing it. Not a day goes by without someone telling me, man, I enjoyed uh, that episode of Better Living. I heard the podcast, or I learned about so many different organizations and different groups who are doing so many different things. I had no idea. And that's why I love doing this show because I actually think that a lot of people have no idea about some of these groups that are under the radar. You know about the Better Business Bureau. You may know about certain food banks. But did you know about this particular group? That's why I love this job and that's why I enjoy this program. Again, I can't thank you enough for listening to Better Living. I'm Chris Arnold. Be sure to tune in next week as we highlight other organizations and events happening right here in DFW. So long, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.